Coming to you live from the Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas and Money 2020, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic and to The Money Pot, our podcast partner for this special episode live from Money 2020 at the Venetian in Las Vegas. This podcast will be going out to the entire convention as well as to our Bankadelic audience. So we're very excited about that. Before I say anything or introduce our guest, I want to thank the one and only Rachel Morrissey for helping make this possible. She has been a tremendous help and support to the Bankadelic podcast. We couldn't be happier. And Rachel, if you're listening, we're here for you. Anything you need. And speaking of someone who has that anything you need mentality, I am really thrilled to be talking to Barry Kirby. Barry is the co-founder and CRO of Union Credit. Barry specializes in taking products to market and has successfully completed three, count them folks, three exits to date. In his role, he has extensive background in fintech before fintech was cool. Got to ask about that. (laughs) His career has spanned across many areas of business, including business development, sales, introduction and maturation of credit union fintech products, product development and process implementation. There's more. Ownership of strategic channel partnerships, client management, marketing, underwriting and risk assessment. Most recently involving architectural design of a leading loan origination system and we got to tell you, this is the guy. We're happy to have you in the Money Pot. Barry, welcome to Bankadelic slash the Money Pot. Thank you for having me, Lou. If my wife is listening to this, I did not write that, honey. So she's going to be like, I don't know who this person is you're talking to. <laughs> I'm just the guy that drives the kids back and forth to soccer. So, Well, so you say, but there's something else your wife should know is how are you doing at the blackjack table? So interesting fact, Lou, I am not a gambler. I uh, I have a very strong opinion on giving away money. <laughs> okay. Imagine that you're in finance and you have an opinion about giving away money. 
Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little risk adverse when it comes to giving away money because I look at all these large buildings and pretty lights and chandeliers and know that they were certainly financed by somebody other than me. <laughs> yeah, my dad was actually a professional gambler, and he said the same thing to me when I was a kid. He's like, Lou, do you think they build these casinos because people are winning all the time? Why do you think there are no clocks in here? And I don't gamble either. <laughs> so you're Fascinating. Good company. Now, Barry, as you and I both know, there has been so much buzz on the convention floor and outside of the money pot where you and I are about AI. And I think for once in my life, a buzzword at Money 2020 has some bite to it. So the first thing I want to ask before we get into union credit is, what do you make of all that? Is it really time to embrace this technology or do people realize it's going to be more of a slow burn? It's a really good question. Um, so we, so from a union credit perspective and my perspective, I mean, I think, you know, I don't, I don't view AI as a, as a bad thing. I know there's kind of a, there's, there's really kind of two sides of the coin. Most folks really don't fall in the middle on one way or the other. They're either pro or, you know, very uh, hesitant on it. I view it as. Uh, more or less trying to automate remedial tasks that we really need to have our humans focusing on the more complex issues. I don't view AI as trying to solve the big challenges. I see it as taking a, a person, an employee, uh, a consumer, whomever it may be, and allowing them to focus on bigger picture things and really automating smaller pieces of that. So I view it as a good thing because I think uh, as a really just as a being a person myself, obviously, and yourself is we want to do more complex, deep thinking. And if that's a tool that can help us really focus on that, then I'm all for it and cheers to that. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned something that I haven't heard a lot of out here on the convention floor, which is that human element, because really what AI needs to do at the end of the day is take on the more mundane or automated tasks, machine learning as well, so that people who are working with it can be elevated to higher levels of responsibility, more challenging tasks. AI, 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 it still needs to be told what to do and what problem to solve, right? Yeah, it's, it's a car and you're, you're still at the driver, you're still on the driver's wheel. And so I think AI really is, as it evolves, they'll get better, dri you know, they'll get better driving mechanisms for it. Um, you know, if you look at the early times in the 1900s, we used to drive cars with uh, a lever in the middle of it. There was no steering wheel. So it's very similar to that kind of acronym that it, it'll evolve and, and the inputs will get better. And I view it as a good thing. I don't think it's going to take over the world or, or eliminate people by any means. Yeah. And speaking of AI and now moving into what Union Credit is trying to accomplish, right? We've got a younger generation that actually seized onto chat GPT very quickly. They have certain attitudes about banking or the lack thereof, and obviously credit unions. And I'm impressed that both the message of Union Credit and the mission is to really work on attracting and informing that next generation of membership. Get us underneath that and tell me why that is so important and what Union Credit is trying to do to make that happen. Yeah, I shared with a, with a group of financial leaders yesterday 
Um, really, the, the question that I challenge all of them to ask in their boardrooms and their C-suites is, if you were to walk down here the Las Vegas Strip and ask a, a younger person, 20s, 30s, whatever uh, you define as a younger person, if they've heard of SoFi or if they've heard of your credit union, what do you think their response is going to be? And usually they will all agree. They're gonna, the consumer's got, that younger person's heard of SoFi. They haven't heard of Jovia Credit Union or Teachers Credit Union or whomever it may be. And so the next question I ask them is, okay, so we agree on that, then how do we educate these people who don't know who we are? How do we educate them on we exist? Because they're not finding your credit union's website. They're not finding you uh, in these, you know, these areas. So they're not finding you digitally. They're not seeing you on TikTok. So how do they even know what you are and what you stand for. And that's ultimately what we're trying to tackle here at Union Credit is, and that's where really the name comes from. It's not just flipping Credit Union upside down and then taking that as a name. We believe in if we can unionize all of the credit unions together as an ecosystem, we are a force to reckon with. So as a credit union system together, we are just as big as SoFi and have the ability to move the needle. And so what we're doing is unionizing these credit unions together to essentially acquire digital real estate on the phones of younger consumers to educate them, here's what a credit union is, they're here to serve you. And by the way, they have way more equitable products than the large FinTech lenders out there. Like they genuinely wanna see you grow and succeed. And that's what the credit unions need as well. They need, a, they need to get to that next generation because we're just not seeing where our parents told us to join the credit union because that's where they were at. We're not seeing that continuation on. So now it's it's really a, t a type of conquest strategy for these credit unions. Yeah, and we can't necessarily count on the parents or family members to communicate that message. They may, they may not. But what I find really impressive about what you just shared, there is an analog in, of all places, the hardware business. And I was lucky enough to get to meet the family of one of the first Ace hardware stores. I think they had Ace license number two or whatever. And that was an idea among a bunch of independent hardware store proprietors that, hey, working by ourselves, we can only do so much. If we create a community and a network, we can leverage the power of what we do to have a national profile and our businesses will survive. And Ace Hardware is still here today after many decades. So sounds like you have really put your finger on the pulse of something way smart. Thank you. I, I try to tell my family that at home at the dinner table, but they still continue to say that I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I'm guilty of that. No, but I, I to your point. I mean, you know, one of the terms uh, that was kind of popping around at uh, Money 2020 last year was this term of, and it's still around, neo bank. Yeah. Which neo bank, and I used to kind of tongue in cheek. I was telling folks last year, I was like, you know, neo banks aren't really new, it's called a credit union, and they've been around for well over 100 years. It's a, it's a collection of people that all either work in a specific area, have a shared vision, have a shared mission, it's a community, whether it's teachers or nurses or you know entertainers, there's an entertainer's credit union. Those are the original neobanks. They all have certain challenges and uh, financial products to help them get through those challenges. And that's ultimately what credit unions are as well. It's just, how do we now convey that to a younger generation to help them understand that, you know, you don't, Walmart 
you know, this SoFi kind of is like the Walmart. They have everything, but they don't really go deep on anything. Yes. You know, I, you know like I, I described to folks like, and this is kind of a, a bad example. I got to figure out a better one. But if you have a heart attack, you don't see the family physician. You see a cardiologist. Yes, you that's want the true. expert. You know, I want the expert, the best in that thing, and that's what I view credit unions as. You know, if they're in your community, they know exactly what you're dealing with. They know the dynamics of your community. And they're not going to be looking outward across the other 49 states. They're focused on just that specific area. Yeah, I totally get it. It's about focus and specialization. Now, here he is, Barry Kirby, in fintech before fintech was cool. (laughs) So one of the questions I have for you, and I have heard this discussion elsewhere on the convention floor, maybe you have as well, that community banks and credit unions have a challenge to embrace the technology to the full extent possible. You mentioned a very simple, simple example. Can they find your website, right? But there's much more to it than that. You have got this background, the before cool FinTech background, and you really seem to know something about this to the extent where it's not just head knowledge, it's getting your hands dirty. What do you see as the challenges that credit unions need to face and how can they tackle them? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So, I mean, the, the typical question I hear is where do we start? Um, so to give you some uh, some context to the, the quote of before FinTech was cool. So, I mean, I pretty much started when I, I was in a college, my college thesis class, I was finishing up my business degree. I think I was 21 years old. Uh, I was married you know, to the same woman. We were living together and I was poor and I was thinking, what am I gonna do when I to get a job? I mean, it was, the, it was the question. And that's same type of scenario that kids face today when they're coming out of college. And I had this person, he was from Jack Henry and he described his their their platform he was like we're an application service provider otherwise known as an asp and mm-hmm. that's now we call it fintech because that's a way cooler term than asp <laughs> and so but i met this gentleman and i'll leave his name unknown but he's a very well-known gentleman there and uh i asked him i said can i come work for you and he goes sorry you know i'm not hiring and i was like i'll work for free and he goes wow. you're either he's like you're you're not either the smartest person or you've got something about you and he's like fine be here Monday. So I worked for him for free for six months. And uh, that was my first job. And so I was able to kind of see all the ins and the outs. And I've worked with credit unions and community banks. I view community banks and credit unions very, very similar because they're they're focused on locality and taking care of, of populations that share a common theme. Um, and so I've seen the things over 25 years that have worked and what haven't worked. And when I when we answer the question like where do we begin, it's it's really stepping back from a credit union leader or a local bank's standpoint is you've got to get out of the frame set that you think in. And I know that's easier said than done, but you know, things like I was talking to somebody yesterday, I was like shockingly, if you ask a, a younger person, have you do you know what a HELOC is? They have no clue. And yeah. we just take that for granted because we're like, how do you not know what a home equity loan of line of credit is? Like, how do you not get that? And it's we we're just so conditioned to understand what it is because we've grown around this for so many years that 
you almost have to think in the mindset of a child, like, how would you teach your children what these things are and when to think of these things? And that's how you have to view the lens of everything you're doing from a technology perspective. You can't yeah. assume they know these things. Absolutely well put. And so my next question would be, if that's the case, if we have to teach them, what have you found as being effective to help people reach that, oh, I get it moment? It's, it's teaching. Teaching is, is one element of it. Um, there's actually, uh, I would encourage everybody to really dig into, um, if this is an old school marketing term, but it's called education-based marketing, EBM, which is all about the principle of if you teach someone how to fish, they will in turn trust you. And so it's, it's all about developing that trust and through just sharing knowledge and information with them on when things happen, here's ways to approach those things. So that's just one, that's one aspect of the, of the job. The second is how do we then get that content, that knowledge out to the world? And it's not via branches anymore. It's, they're not pulling off on the exit to, cause they saw your billboard to talk to a banker or talk to a credit union branch rep. It's digitally. And if it's digitally and they're not coming to your website, how are they consuming that contact and how are you creating that trust? I still believe firmly that no matter what, the consumer has to have a level of trust with you to give you their information and to then receive your products. And it's, it's basics of 101 is how do you develop trust? Um, and so that's really where I would, I kind of started asking that. I think honestly, Lou, the answer is you got to start asking those questions internally first. That's step one. Start asking those questions of your team and then come back to see what works for you guys and how you can start leveraging technology to start, you know, answering those questions for you all. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of innovation, whether it's technological or communications based, really gets back to asking the right questions because if you don't know what you're trying to achieve if you throw paint at the wall to see what sticks you know with the paint example you might get something but you might get a jackson pollock imitation right <laughs> yeah you right. really need to know not only what the picture is but the picture you want to paint for people and then get them as you say involved in the process you're educating them but it's more than that as education moves forward, you are also giving them skills, resources, and the ability to find what they need to find and to find it at the credit union. You answered, you, you actually brought up the, the first task for any financial brand leader is to first set, what do you define as success? Like yes. before, before you can ask a question of your team, you need to define what is a, what does a win look like for you guys? What is what is the what does a goal look like for you? Whether it's three years down the road, whether it's six months down the way, what do you consider if we look back to be successful? Because if you don't set the goal line, what are you running towards? You can be running backwards. You don't even know. And so you got to set what you define as success first, and then work back to start asking questions of how do we get to that goal line, and then have the the perseverance to to continue on that same mission. Even through things like the liquidity crisis we have now, you have to continue to push through and not change the course because the goal line hasn't moved. Yeah. You said this is what the goal line is. How you get there is a different story. And so that's 
that's right. I think we as a, and I'm guilty of this too. We we tend to, as humans, latch on to the bright shiny objects, and oftentimes the bright shiny objects may not be in a forward direction towards the goal line. Yeah, they could be okay. back. They right. could be backwards, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, take AI. I mean, I'm just picking randomly. I mean, I have nothing. Obviously, I have nothing against them. But if the AI doesn't fall within what you guys, if that doesn't help move the needle forward to that goal line, then I would challenge any credit union leader or bank, then why are you looking at it? Yeah. You know, focus on the goal line and then work back from there. Yeah, you go from a manual screwdriver to a power screwdriver to maybe a screwdriver that uses intelligence to pick the right screws and sound out the holes. But what are you trying to screw into? What are you building? <laughs> it's the same question. Yeah. Yeah. Great analogy. I love that. Yeah. Now, as we ride off into the sunset here, if it can be so bold as to ask you this, and you don't have to get into specifics, right? You and I are having this conversation a year from now, and I certainly hope it's sooner than that. And we're looking at Union Credit, and we know something about where you guys are today, what you're doing, what you're involved in, what your vision is. But it's a year from now, and you have achieved some incredible things. You've been able to latch on to some great things. You have succeeded in some of the goals you have, and your enthusiasm is just through the roof, even though it's obvious right now, it's really high. What does the world look like for Union Credit a year from now? I would say my perfect dream world is answering the first question that I ask of all of our prospective clients, and even if they're not customers, just uh, bank leaders and credit union leaders is, can we walk down the street and ask a younger person, do they know who we are versus SoFi? And if we could, even if we can get one out of 10 people who recognize uh, a credit union locally, that would be like a home run in my mind. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would tell you like, what I would hope in a year from now is we're able to provide more diversity uh, to for a selection of products to consumers, which, you know, it's an interesting kind of place we're in right now. I, I use this kind of uh, analogy a lot. If you go to Amazon right now and you literally, if you type in butter knife, Lou, you'll get 243 pages of options for butter knives from thousands and thousands of retailers and manufacturers. But if I go to Google right now and type in credit card, I'm going to see five names of two big to fail banks and fintechs. Yeah. And, the, and it's interesting because the most important thing to, to humans is their financial security. And yet we limit the options they have available based on the money you have to spend to market it. Yes. And that's kind of crazy when you think about that. That's it's like that's the most talked about and argued thing in every household is finances. And yet we suppress all of the options they have. And so really what we want to do is bring those options out from the dark and bring them back into the fold. Wow. You know, a lot of fintechs, as you know, they create something and they've got to do a whole lot of convincing that what they have is even valuable, that there's a true value proposition. Credit unions, opposite case, right? They've been around for so long. They have this more than established track record of helping people. They are involved in the community. They are committed. They are positive. I can't say enough good things about the work that you're doing, Barry. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. 
Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Great talk. Great talk today. Barry Kirby is the CRO of Union Credit. He is a proud denizen of Charlotte, North Carolina. Be sure to look for him on LinkedIn. And again, thanks to the people at The Money Pot. And hopefully you will continue to listen to the Live from Money 2020 podcasts on Bankadelic. Look on the SoundCloud page and just enter Bankadelic. You'll find them. This is Lou Carloso, your host. Enjoy the rest of the convention. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following the Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking B-I-Z-News.com.